In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. In the time of censorship, non-compliance is key. From an undisclosed location in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. Welcome, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Non-Compliant America. I am your host, Joshua Michael, here tuning in live today. We are pre-recording the day before here on Friday. There is a jam-packed show. There's a lot of information. As always, we like to cram in as much as we can in the hour. Uh, First and foremost, I have to say the RFK interviews uh, happening last night, yesterday, in the House Committee. Uh, was very riveting and telling and very, very, very interesting to watch. The Democrats are literally now eating themselves and they're panicking in full force. And we're seeing it now fall on its face uh, in that regard. So much so, uh, the censorship discussion regarding around RFK speech is at the top of the charts today and everybody's talking about it. But the fact is, is that this is simply a microcosm uh, to what has been boiling in the background for such a long time. People are now starting to fight back. They are starting to gain traction thanks to Elon Musk and having Twitter uh, and other alternative platforms like Rumble uh, and Locals and everything else. There are alternative platforms just exploding in every account everywhere. And we're seeing that happen. And it's now coming to flourishing to where these people are losing the narrative so much so uh, that they just they're not gaining any traction. But let's not uh, let's not get too carried away. We have not cut the head off the snake yet. We have not destroyed this system. It will be a long, drawn out, bloody, disgusting mess. And a lot of people are not going to make it out of life. But rest assured, the cat's out of the bag and they cannot get us to lock back down. They're not going to win without a giant fight. It's just a battle now of time. If we can ride this thing out slowly, they will die. They will die. Their narratives will die. Their motives will die. Communism will basically become dormant in this country because the resurgence of America is here. The resurgence of America is is here and we are seeing it on every account the exposed elements of the epstein of the clintons i was watching uh this morning i was watching uh i think it was p b pbd uh podcast if you have not seen it it is awesome awesome at the very least it's very entertaining to watch uh and anthony weiner was on there on the pbd podcast i will post it on a link on uh, this show today, whether you're listening to on Spotify or Apple uh, or on the radio, uh, make sure to go to noncompliantamerica.com. Check it out. Check out all the shows. Like it, subscribe. Make sure to share this message because it's very, very important. Uh, but the uh, the Anthony Weiner thing was hilarious because this guy uh, would not take no for an answer, but just watching how slippery and slimy and slick this Anthony guy is, and if you guys don't know who Anthony Weiner is, he was the guy that was sexting a 15-year-old who was the head of the Democratic Party a few years ago, back in 2014, I believe. Uh, Got in a massive amount of trouble, actually went to jail for it uh, and everything else, but his his wife was the right hand of Hillary Clinton. 
So just really interesting. Uh, fascinating thing to watch. That was a lot of fun uh, to see that guy stumble and fumble. But but fascinating enough, the guy is so smart and eloquent and quick on his feet. Um, and just how he would like weasel out of these hard questions and everything else. Uh, really fascinating. But without further ado, we have to address uh, this Robert F. Kennedy uh, situation, giving the opening remarks of them trying to censor him when the 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 testimony itself, the entire uh, congressional meeting was about censorship and out the gate, they're trying to censor RFK, who's actually a running Democratic presidential nominee uh, that is running for president as a Democrat. Uh, and there's the Democrats in Congress are trying to censor him. That's how, you know, folks, because usually here, here's the thing. This is what's really telling. This is why I like RFK a lot. That's when you know that, uh, he's not in the club because a lot of the times the Democrats, even though they'll have their differences, even though they'll disagree in a lot of accounts, they'll never eat each other to this regard. They'll never hang each other out. They're very good at doing things in what's called lockstep. So even though they might not all agree behind closed doors on the forefront, they're all going to be pushing the same agenda. They're all pushing the same bull crap and everything else. But RFK is not in that circle. And so this is really telling. It's a very, very powerful thing. I'm going to play the opening remarks real quick, and then we'll play a couple little excerpts uh, from that because I think it is very telling on how awake people are, but more importantly, how important it is to get good people in Congress and how big a difference that they can make. Uh, so check out here, Wash Washerman Schultz, Debbie Washerman Schultz, uh, coming out with the motion to censor Robert F. Kennedy on his testimony. This is wild. Take a listen. Point of order pursuant to House Rule 11, Clause 2, which Mr. Kennedy is violative of, I move that we move into executive session because Mr. Kennedy has repeatedly made despicable anti-Semitic and anti-Asian comments as recently as last week. Rule 11, Clause 2 says, whenever it is asserted by a member of the committee that the evidence or testimony at a hearing may tend to defame, degrade, or incriminate any person, or it is asserted by a witness that the evidence or testimony that the witness would give at a hearing may tend to defame, degrade, or incriminate the witness, and it goes on. Mr. Kennedy, uh, among many other things, has said, I know a lot now about bioweapons. We put out hundreds of millions of dollars in, into ethnically targeted microbes. The Chinese have done the same thing. In fact, COVID-19, there is an argument that it is ethnically targeted. COVID-19 attacks certain races disproportionately. The races that are most immune to COVID-19 are- the lady making a motion or a speech? I, I, I've made a motion to move into executive session because Mr. Mr. Kennedy's testimony- Mr. Chairman, I move to table the motion. The gentleman from Kentucky has moved to table. Mr. Chairman, I ask for a roll call vote on the, on the motion to table. Well, let me ask the question. The question is on the motion to table. The gentlelady has asked for a roll call vote. The clerk will, will have to- Step back for a second. The clerk will have to come in. We'll call the roll on the motion to table, and then we can get back to testimony. I think the witnesses can sit in the chairs sitting behind. Um, I'll leave that up to the clerks. If the clerks are comfortable with that, yeah, why don't we do that? Maybe we can go right down here. Mr. 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 Chairman, point of order. Gentleman from Louisiana. Is it the custom of this committee to censor viewpoints that we disagree with from witnesses? Mr. Chairman, I have, a, not motion. A, point of I have order. a motion on the table. There's a motion and the vote's been moving called. Moving to executive House session. We're waiting, for, we're waiting for the clerks. Is violative of waiting Rule 11, Clause 2. Waiting for the clerks. Clerk will call the roll. Mr. Jordan. Yes. Mr. Jordan votes yes. 
Mr. Issa. Mr. Massey. Yes, to not censor. Mr. Massey votes yes. Mr. Stewart. Yes. Mr. Stewart votes yes. Mr. Ms. Stefanik. Yes. Ms. Stefanik votes yes. Mr. Gates. Mr. Johnson of Louisiana. Yes. Mr. Johnson of Louisiana votes yes. Mr. Armstrong. Yes. Mr. Armstrong votes yes. Mr. Stubbe. Mr. Bishop. Yes. Mr. Bishop votes yes. Ms. Kamak. Yes. Ms. Kamak votes yes. Ms. Hageman. Yes. Ms. Hageman votes yes. Ms. Pascat. No, I want to follow the rules that the Republicans made at the beginning of this uh, conference with these House rules, so no. Ms. Pascat votes no. Mr. Lynch? No. Mr. Lynch votes no. Ms. Sanchez? No, because it's violative of the rules. Ms. Sanchez votes no. Ms. Wasserman Schultz? No to allowing a witness to degrade and not others time. and violate the rules and not have his testimony in degradation and amplified rather than given an executive session. Ms. Wasserman Schultz votes no. Mr. Connolly? No to the Soviet Politburo. Mr. Connolly votes no. Mr. Garamendi? No. Mr. Garamendi votes no. Mr. Allred? Ms. Garcia? No. Ms. Garcia votes no. Mr. Goldman? No to hate speech. Mr. Goldman votes no. There it is. So you, you, you get it. Uh, Mr. Gates. They're just trying to jam up with everything and every process Mr. that they can, but they can't with this particular committee because it is ran by the Republicans. And how interesting is it that the Republicans are the ones advocating for free speech? If you guys are my listeners and you listen all the time, you don't have to, you, I don't have to tell you that. Obviously, we understand what's happening. Obviously, we understand where the left is, where the Democrats actually are, right? And I won't... Uh, I won't get too much into my predictions, but here's, uh, here's my prediction right now. I predict uh, between the next six months, I would say it's probably six months, uh, they're going to out RFK so badly and try to dilute the waters and basically kick him out of the party uh, and not let him speak, not let him be recognized. They're not going to observe him in any of the primaries. They're not going to let him have any debates. They're not going to do anything, even though he is by far the front runner for the Democratic Party right now. Uh, he's got the most traction. He's been campaigning the best. He has the best following. I mean, he's polling from both sides of the aisle. There are people that voted for Trump in 2016 that are now voting for RFK this year. Uh, they voted for Trump in 2020, and now they're going to be voting for RFK. There are people like that that are more cent centrist, kind of down the middle people that RFK is going to be pulling from, which is great. And that's good because he has a good, strong message. Then the big message that he has, and Tucker Carlson talked about this, is the fact that uh, he is anti-war. He's not anti-vax, but he wants to have transparency and liability the he wants the liability protection removed from these big pharma industries, right? Now, he's, he states, and we'll get more into a little bit more of his statements uh, in regards to censorship, because I think it's very telling and it's very important to hear, uh, which I'm going to play here in just a minute, because I think this is, it's, it's very important for us to be able to recognize who RFK is and not have to go through all of the uh, talking heads that are talking about him, but let him speak for himself. So let's just take a listen for this. Then we'll get into the other side. We're going to talk about the Salem tax, uh, the city of Salem, and the and the nonsense that's kind of tied in with that right now, but what we need to do as citizens right now to get involved. But be, without further ado, let's get the RFK speech. Here we go. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. And uh, I want to I start, I want to put aside my written statement for a moment and address one of the uh, 
points that was brought up, I think an important point by the ranking member, that this body ought to be concerning itself with the uh, with issues that impact directly the American people. The rising price of groceries, 76% of the past two years for basic foodstuff, uh, the war in Ukraine, the inflation issues, the border issues, many, many other issues that concern us all as a nation. We can't do that without the First Amendment, without debate. Uh, when I gave my speech, my announcement speech in Boston, uh, two months ago, YouTube, I, I talked about all those issues. I focused on grocery, I focused on the fact that working class people can no longer afford to live in this country. I talked about inflation, all the issues that deeply concern you and that you've devoted your career to alleviating those issues. Five minutes into my speech, when I was talking about Paul Revere, YouTube, deplatformed me. I didn't talk about vaccines in that speech. I didn't talk about anything that be, could be was a verboten subject. I just was talking about my campaign and things, the conversation that we ought to be having with each other as Americans. But I was shut down. And that is why the First Amendment's important. Debate, congenial, respectful debate is the is the fertilizer, it's the water, it's the sunlight for our democracy. We need to be talking to each other. Now, there, this is a letter that many of you signed, many of my fellow Democrats. I've spent my life in this party, I've devoted my life to the values of this party. There's 102 people signed this. This itself is evidence of the problem that this hearing was convened to address. This is an attempt to censor a censorship hearing. The, the, the charges in this, and, and by the way, censorship is antithetical to our party. It was, it was appalling to my father, to my uncle, to FDR, Harry Truman, to Thomas Jefferson, as the chairman referred to. It is the basis for democracy. It sets us apart from all powerful video. You're listening to Noncompliant America at noncompliantamerica.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back, folks. Second segment. Here we are. Coming in with that good old Jason Aldean. I like everything that's banned. There's something about it being non-compliant. Not doing what they say what we should do. Not going quietly into that good night. That's the American way, folks. The song is getting banned everywhere right now. We're just saying, hey, come try that in my town. Come try that in my small town. 
We're done. We're fed up, and we're done with this communist crap. We're not going to listen to this crap anymore. We're not going to induct our kids into it. We're going to be fighting them tooth and nail. Everything else to restore that American system and the American way of life. God, it's a good song. That's right, folks. Small town living, this is where everybody's going. Everybody's flocking to Tennessee. Everybody's flocking to Texas and Florida, and they're trying to get out of the system of the dysfunction of the Democratic Party. And that's where we're at. And the world is rejecting it. The reality is, is that most people are rejecting it, but we're not able to see it with all the technology with all the technology that's meant to isolate you and keep you from engaging with your neighbor and keep you from getting out in the world and experiencing the world and being able to see things and think things and experience things for how you see them and how you want them. That's the fundamental foundation of existing is being able to experience stuff, is being able to fall, being able to make mistakes. All of that stuff is very, very important to grow and become a good person. We all have trials and tribulations. We all have things that happen to us in our in our lives. We all have people that are toxic um, that we've potentially known our whole lives or we have kids with them or we were married to them at one point and they're an integral part of our lives, but they're just toxic for us. And it's important to get rid of those people and or take them for what they are and not let them get you down and not let them crowdsource your mind into thinking that you're a terrible person. Because each and every one of us is and has a great contribution that we can contribute if we're able to untap our minds, untap out of the depression and the anxiety and all the things that are being pressured on us every single day. If we can get out of that, we can then flourish into doing great things. When you don't have, imagine this, if you woke up this morning and you didn't have any responsibilities to do anything and you had nothing to take care of and you had unlimited money. We'll just say money. You had unlimited money and a full week to do whatever you want. What would you do? Ask yourself that question. What would you do? Because the answer should be what I'm already doing. If you're not able to do things like that and be able to let go and, uh, be able to explore different things in our lives because life is boring if you get into the monotony, if you do everyday stuff every single day. It gets boring. We like to break it up and do hobbies and different things like that. I like to research things. I like to look at conspiracies. I like to dive in, have interesting conversations. I like to talk to people that I disagree with and hear their perspective, how they got it because sometimes we can meet in the middle. Sometimes we're actually saying the same thing from a different side of the candle. Sometimes we're burrowing into the same topics. We just have a different approach on how the topics should be handled. Or sometimes people are overly sensitive to topics, which then leads them to get defensive and not be able to have a conversation, right? But I think that stuff's interesting. I like breaking the barriers, just like what RFK is doing right now with the Republicans and Democrats. Republican and Democrats, that it's such a old school term now that there's there is a lot of uh, things in the middle, especially when these elites are destroying and deindustrializing the entire planet, we all have something in common is the fact that we're not in that club and we're going to be left behind if we don't get involved and don't get on board with all of this stuff. 
and it's very important. One of the things that we can get involved if you are from the Salem area in Salem, Oregon, is on June 10th, the city council adopted a new employee paid tax on wages to make the city of Salem more money. They want more money. They want $500 a year, roughly per person to even exist and to work in the city of Salem. How ridiculous is that? Now, these guys are suggesting a petition, which I think is great. Uh, we all should sign the petition. You can go to let's let Salem vote. Com. Here's where here's the problem that I have with this, right? Is one, you have Kevin Mannix's group jumping on board. They're going to start to try to raise money and take money from everybody, uh, which I disagree with because they did that with the school board members. And uh, ultimately, they funneled a bunch of money into their pockets and they weren't actually helping the people in the communities, right? Second is that why don't we just not recognize this tax and don't pay it? I think that's the petition that I want to sign. You know, because if we're going to vote ourselves out of a tyranny, that RFK said it. RFK said, RFK said you can't vote yourself out of a tyranny. Why are we trying to vote for something that we already know the elections are stolen? We already know the elections are tampered with. We already know there's a lot of dysfunctions and irregularities within the Oregon voting election system. Look, again, I guarantee you, no, nobody voted for 114. Most people that I talk to one, either don't even know what 114 is and they never voted on it, or two, they did not vote for 114. Almost everybody. So you can't tell me the elections are safe and secure. We know that they're not. So going this direction, yeah, I get it. It's honorable. It's the proper thing to do. But why are we going to sign a petition? You know, really, we're going to sign a petition and they're only giving us less than 30 days to sign it. And they want 6,000 people to sign it and then put it in a Dropbox and for us to expect them to trust them to do the proper thing, the best thing to do is just don't pay it. Let's get a, let's get a group of businesses and people. I guarantee you, everybody would get on board with this. And you know what? We're all just going to get together. This is what happened in 1775. This is what they did in 1775 and declared independence against that. Now, this is a much smaller scale but they don't have an enforcement division. They don't have any way to regulate you. They can't take away your bank accounts. They can't seize your bank accounts. They can't do anything. The city of Salem has no jurisdiction to even enforce this tax. Why should we pay for it? It's ridiculous. They're going to want you to opt into it and probably send you a bunch of threatening letters and say this, but at the end of the day, there's nothing that they can do. So the best thing we can do is just not pay it. Tell them to pound sand. Let's get the coalition together of thousands and thousands of people to do the same thing. That's the move that I think we should do for the city of Salem tax. We'll be right back. And now, live from an undisclosed location in FEMA Region 10, it's your host, Joshua Michael. All right, welcome back, folks. A lot of you guys will probably disagree with me uh, in just not complying with the tax. But, I mean, really, at this point, these guys are going to pull and pull and pull and take and take and take and take and keep taking and keep taking and keep lying. And you're going to depend on them to do the vote counting. You're going to depend on the election integrity system to determine if this tax is legitimate or not. You not think that these guys for a second are going to put and tip their hands on the scale 
and tip things to things in their favor because they overspent for their new police department. They want to create more chaos, more panic, more homelessness, and more dysfunction in this city. If they want to do that, they're going to do that. Do you think we can trust the voting system and trust us to vote on that? You think so? You think we can trust Kevin Mannix to do the job that needs to be done to represent us? A career politician who's been in the political space uh, for over 30 years? Yeah, okay. Yeah, we're going to do that. What are they going to do just like what we did with the masks and they're not and not being able to enforce the mask, they can't enforce things if the overall public does not comply. They can't enforce it. So I don't understand why this should even be an argument. It'd be like, okay, you guys can pass whatever you want, but we're just not going to pay it. Why would we pay it? Right now, and I understand it's harder for uh, employees because you don't have a choice with what your employer does with their taxes. So it's up to you to put pressure on your employer to, to tell them this is the illegitimate tax. It's unaffordable. They did not allow us to vote on it. And we have the right to vote on things that we want. If we want to spend more money and take more money out of our taxes, we should be able to vote on that. They can't just enforce that and make that up, right? Do you guys agree with me or not? Do you agree that this is the point, this is the line in the sand that you need to draw and start exercising the same way that you guys exercised during the COVID lockdowns. And there were tens of thousands of people actively getting involved, pushing back against the mass, pushing back against the vaccine, doing all of that stuff. Do you think all this stuff is just going to go away now? And we're, oh, okay, we won that battle when things were really tough. We run, we won that battle. And now we can just go back to sleep and let's all go to the beach and just hang out with our kids and ignore everything. Do you think these people are going to give up? Do you think they're going away? They are not. They are not going to leave you. They're a turd that won't flush. You got to flush that thing down. But more importantly, you have to address it for what it is. You have to address these people and you have to tell them, no, my body, my choice. Hey, my paycheck, my money. How about that? So you have to get active again in that sense. And you know what? This, is my, this might be how your life is going to be for the rest of your life. This is how just the way it is. So just like you wake up and put your shoes on, you eat your breakfast, you take your shower, you brush your teeth, all of those things, we now have to engage with fight local tyranny embedded into that system. What did you do today? Did you go into a store? Remember? Remember the people that were actively protesting? I was behind it. And, in, and a part of it is going to these protests, going to these stores, making these stores kick you out for not wearing a mask. Make them call the police on you and then talk to the police about not wearing a mask. That was a beta test for their overreach in which this is the next step of the overreach is they're just going to tax you. Who cares if food prices are up 74% over the past two years? Who cares if gas prices are through the roof? They've almost doubled uh, since Biden took office. Who cares about that? Who cares about your way of life? Well, they all gave themselves raises at the state. They all gave themselves raises. I think it was like 12% or 17% to account for inflation. Let alone, they are giving themselves raises. Okay. So the state's giving themselves raises. The city's giving themselves raises. Meanwhile, they want to tax you to raise more money to pay for the homeless population. 
Why don't they just take it out of the $1,000 a month that they're going to be giving all the homeless people uh, the state? Why don't they just do that? Why don't they just start taxing the homeless? How about that? How about they take $500 a month from the homeless? The city of Salem can have that. They don't need it from the working class people who are already starving, who are already struggling, who's already creating more homelessness from the existing economy and the existing infrastructure that's going on. It's going to create more homelessness, let alone the existing homelessness problem that's coming on that I don't think was back when economy related. It was policy related because you can do drugs, sit around, do whatever you want. Doesn't matter. Come to Salem. It's a crap hole. Crap on the streets. Piss on the piss on the thing. Yell at traffic. Yeah, it's cool here. Come on. They don't even fix the roads here. They just put gravel down and then spray it with oil. They don't even fix the roads anymore. There's potholes everywhere. So where's all the money going? It's going to the new police department and all the police enforcement and all the phone calls that the police get all the time in regards to homelessness, and it's going to the homelessness. Why should we pay for that? How about this, City of Salem? You guys got to figure it out. You sharpen your pencil and you figure it out. You figure out where you're going to get money. Maybe lower your pensions. Maybe lower the money that you're taking out or lay off some people or stop building parks. Stop building parks everywhere. Or maybe you shouldn't build a $24.5 million bridge that goes to nowhere and goes to Minto Brown. And virtually most of the homelessness was at Minto Brown. Guess what? Now they got a pathway to come downtown. (laughs) I mean, am I the only one saying this? Is this the only thing on the books that people are, uh, you know, willing to talk about? Or does everyone want to prance around feelings and prance around concepts and ideas and everything else? And let's talk about it. Let's have a discussion. Hey, let's vote on it. Let's vote. Let's vote. Yeah. When you're going to spend all this energy on signing petitions and doing all of this stuff, which I think is good. It's admirable. I'm not discounting it. I do think everybody should do it. I absolutely think everybody should do it. Because it is important, right? But you also have to be prepared to do the latter, which means just don't pay it and disregard it. Come and take it, right? What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Right? But it's getting a lot of traction because a lot of people are pissed off. Why would they get this? Why would they take more money? It's crazy. But it just shows you the level of tyrannical overreach that they're going to continue to do time and 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 time again until, you know, next thing you know, you just won't make any money. They'll say, hey, uh, you could just not work today and uh, we'll pay for all your food, but you got to put this new chip in your system. We're running an experiment. Come to this experiment center. Come to this experiment camp. We're, we're, we're messing with this technology. I haven't even got to that news yet right? There's a mind reading headset that they don't have, uh, that they have that this, this kid's, uh, demonstrating. I'm going to play a little clip of it. It's, 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 it's just short and sweet, but, uh, but that's what's, that's what's coming is the mind reading technology, the ability to, uh, implant things into your brains. Like that's the future that we're getting at. And just the level of ridiculous, ridiculousness that we're at to where they're going to think that they're going to be able to go in and, and, and the, uh, the eight of them are able to go in there and just vote on a tax to start taxing uh, people. How, how, what are you guys going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? I suggest you sign the petition, which again, uh, it'll be on my website. You can go to uh, noncompliantamerica.com and you can sign the petition on there. It's let's 
LetSalemVote.com. And you can sign the petition right there. I would personally hand put it into the Dropbox. It will make a difference. They want 6,000 petitions by August 9th. That's just around the corner. It gives us no time to do anything. You can't even put a successful marketing campaign together uh, in that period, right? But they're doing it. We'll see what happens, right? I just, I'm sorry I'm not very optimistic about it because you can't let the, the fox control the hen house. And that's exactly what's happening. That's exactly what's doing, what's, what's been doing. That's exactly what they've been doing. It continues to happen time and 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 time again, which is the whole point of non-compliant America. Because at some point, when you're dealing with a tyrannical, overreach, communist group of people, you just have to say, no, we're not going to comply anymore. That's, that's it. That's the only thing that speaks volumes. When you take away their pocketbook and they no longer can rob and pillage and plunder and take your money, then all of a sudden they're like, okay, yeah, we'll come to the table and we'll compromise with you. When we stop saying, hey, we're not going to wear your stupid masks anymore. We're not going to enforce your stupid masks anymore. What are you going to do about it? It's the same thing. It's the same tactic. The only way you're going to restore your freedoms and get things back to where they used to be is you have to start fighting for them through peacefully, non-compliant, politically, is how you need to do it. And that's the stage that we're at right now. Because this is something that affects everybody. It's going to affect everybody locally. And these city council people, they don't care about you. They're more concerned with green energy and climate change and zero emissions by 2026 to go with the Klaus Schwab agenda. They're on a whole nother level. And they think that they've already conquered you. They think that they have no accountability. They think that they can do whatever they want. And it doesn't matter. There's nothing you can do. You can go sign your little petition and whatever. They're going to do it anyway. Because what did I say last time before they even did the vote? I said, I don't care how many people are going to be there. They're going to show up and they're going to be there. And 99% of people are like, yeah, we don't want this. This is terrible. This will be horrible. This will break me. This will force me to move out of the city of Salem. This will force me to move my business. This will force me to do all this and all that and all that. This will just be a, a detriment to my entire livelihood and existence and my family. Yeah, we don't care. We're going we're gonna to do it anyway. We need an even bigger police station. We need more homelessness. Or you know what? Your life doesn't matter, sir. Your middle come, your middle class income. What about all the poor people? They should be able to live in your yard also. What about them? They want to do drugs and shoot up. That's on them. How dare you, you bigot white person who've worked and sacrificed your entire life for your existence and for your assets and your house that you're living in. Me and my buddy, we make it all of this money. Yeah, I know it's rude to 